Welcome to Alutacast, a podcast made by Alaska Natives. Natively. It's a show that explains how our past influences our future. From our modern Native perspective. Okay, <clears throat> good morning everybody. Uh, here we are again at the Afognak uh, Alutic office here in Anchorage, Alaska. And, uh, you know, we do a morning check-in every day and uh, like to... Check out other podcasts as part of our, I guess, work that we do, and just try to keep up on, I don't know, uh, I guess, modern or, or up to date news, or a lot of it, of course, is opinion, or uh, but interesting, none to say the least. Uh, um, so, who wants to go first? Did, uh, or in fact, who do we have here today? We got, uh, what? We have Caden. Caden. Uh, Bennett. Isabel. Marley. Marley. All right, cool. So, who wants to go first? For news? Or anything. <clears throat> well, my big one was Team USA lost again oh, in basketball God. yesterday <laughs> to Australia. Uh, I think they only lost by like two or three, and it was an exhibition game. But, <clears throat> yeah, they've now lost to Nigeria and Australia. Wow. That's... Uh... I mean, even for an exhibition game, you expect the U.S. basketball team to do better than that. Yeah, there's the team USA. I think is still missing a couple players because the finals are still going on right now. And well, I mean, Team Nigeria had two ex NBA players and three current NBA players in their starting five, and Australia had at least three current NBA players in their starting five, Mm. and like two other pro Australian players. Like, I mean, these teams also play together all the time. Like, Team USA was made, like, four days ago or something. Oh, uh, well, ago, okay, and there you go. Haven't been practicing or anything, so... I don't know, I think by the time, like, the real qualifiers or whatever get around, they'll be fine. They'll get a little more serious. Yeah. Like, it's probably good to lose every once in a while. That's what I was thinking. Starting off with back-to-back losses that are close, especially. Hopefully, it'll get them, get them going for the real thing. Yeah, they could be saving themselves for the... The real deal. Yeah. Like, I don't want to twist my ankle on a, a friendly match. Right. <laughs> I always love those qualifiers or friendly matches between, like, the soccer teams to U.S. versus, uh, I don't know, like, Italy. You know, what? Yeah. The world champions. Yeah, not fair. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Olympics are fun. It's weird how, like, patriotic you get watching mm-hmm. them. About like whatever water polo or something. I've like, oh like, never watched water polo before in my life, but then when the Olympics roll around, you're all all for it. At uh, the curling event in the Winter Olympics, you're like USA, yeah, USA, right. exactly. <laughs> and of course, that's a Canadian sport. That's a, that's a tough one. So, anywho, yeah, that's a good one. Why well, yeah, I heard too at the Olympics, they're not going to allow spectators. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, and foreigners. Or spectators from there, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, they have like an outbreak or a rise in cases or something, so they just. Yeah. I figured Japan would have a higher vaccination rate, but I think they're really. They're really late on it. Yeah, they're, they're late to the game on that front, so hopefully they'll catch up. It's the same with um, Australia, where they, like, Sydney's in lockdown again because they're they did not a large. Part of their population isn't vaccinated, but since they locked down so soon and 
kind of controlled. got yeah controlled it for a while. They thought they would be fine. Yeah, I'm sure the Delta variant is there too, and all whatever other variants there are right now. Um, yeah, a lot of people are breeding grounds for a new variants, so yeah, it's going to be that way in, for a while, I, I would imagine. All right, I, good. I mean, actually, that's good too because uh, uh, you're focused in school sports, so it makes sense that you would pick up something like that. Yeah, no, the Olympics are cool. Yeah, I, they're fun. They are. I would love to go in one day. My, uh, one of my old teachers uh, from high school, he got tickets for like two weeks for like the whole Olympics. I don't know what events, but he had tickets to him. <laughs> and that's not going to happen anymore. So I feel bad for him. So that would have been his first time going. Oh man, that's just... well. There, there is the next in the next four years. You know, right? So we'll see what happens. <laughs> when are they coming back? Don't they come to like Chicago or LA soon? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to look online, I'm sure. I think maybe it's I think it's either twenty twenty four or twenty twenty eight when they're coming back to the US. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Hmm. Yeah. We'd have to Chicago, I guess that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to yeah, maybe you live in the age of information. Let's grab the uh phones and uh check our information. <laughs> uh I don't think anything else in the news. I was looking at Facebook and they uh, did a comparison of uh, swimmers from the 1930s to swimmers today, and they they put it side by side on the screen and showed how long. I mean, man, the the, t- the way people swim today. I mean, they were like 10 seconds ahead of the 1930s. Like, well, well, the training's different. And... The one that's even crazier is I saw a similar video. It was gymnastics. So compared, like, Simone Biles' routine to somebody from, like, the 30s, and it's crazy. Like, Cartwheels? <laughs> not even not even that. They're just kind of, like, dancing around. Like, they're not even jumping or anything, and then Simone Biles is, like, jumping up and flipping, like, 20 feet into the air and doing all this crazy stuff. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Me, I, you know what? If I joined the Olympics, I would do the ribbon dance. Not to say... <laughs> That that's easy because it's not. Right. But I'm just saying that I would love to go run around and but I'd probably scare people in my tights, so I'd be <laughs> like, Oh God, Lauren, please. <laughs> oh anywho, let's move on. It said Paris will host the twenty twenty four Olympics and then they'll be in LA in twenty twenty eight. Now Paris. Have any of you ever been to Paris? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now Paris would be that would be spot on. All right, it's all planned to go to Paris in 2028? 2024. 2024, oh, even better. Yeah. Hopefully we're not still in lockdown. I'm not so sure. (laughs) I'm like, uh, well, I hope not. (laughs) All right, well, we better, let's keep moving on. I got got nothing, I don't know what to say. No, I mean, did you listen to a podcast? Oh, yeah, I listened to History is Dank yesterday. That sounds um, interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much just stoners talking about history or movies with historical influence, yeah. like uh, the Monument Men. They made fun of that. Like they did all of that for a painting, <laughs> but it was okay because of how beautiful it was, or something. And then they actually got me interested in a book called Rocket Men. It's about the Apollo Eight crew. Oh yeah. Um, that sounded really interesting. The way they talked about it, at least I can't remember specifics. Um, and then, I don't know, they're really 
funny how they'd always use words like dude, stoked, bro. <laughs> you know what's interesting is uh, do you guys are you aware of the masks that are in Boulogne Sumer? For, for their Alutic masks that are in this museum in France. Mm. But during World War II, the people uh, who had the masks put them in a cellar. And I'm sure you may have seen the story on the movie where they would brick up the walls to hide the antiquities and make it look like there's nothing behind that wall except just brick. Mm. And that's how they hid uh, our Alutic mask during World War II from the Nazis. That's cool. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, seeing stuff like that, again, that they won't focus on, say, Native masks, they'll focus on the Mona Lisa or the, right, right mm -hmm. you know, but uh, but still, there were other art pieces that were being hidden. I'm sure there were a lot were stolen still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, tons, but uh, luckily, with some of the stuff, they were protected, so, um, yeah, if you get to go to Boulogne Samaire and you get to go to the fortified village where the museum is and uh yeah it's really interesting you get to i mean again a movie that or there were they were talking about have you seen that one yet no yeah it's pretty interesting it's just people going out to save paintings paintings and well that movie was about people saving paintings but yeah. there's more to it than that so yeah. it's pretty cool dude <laughs> yeah it was weird when i went to france like a few years ago and we went uh to the louvre and it was just wild because you hear about like I don't know anything about art, but I can recognize super famous art sure. like Mona Lisa or whatever else. But then you go to a place like the Louvre, and it's like every painting is super famous. You oh, know? Mm -hmm. I've seen all these before in a book, yeah, or on, online, <laughs> and then yeah, and then it's in person. It's just wild. Yeah, you know that's uh, I think that's probably more more exciting when uh, well even with like our native artwork uh, or masks and you. I mean, I've seen lots of stuff in a book, but a lot of the old pictures, well, the, first of all, they're just one-dimensional, or and not only that, you, you don't know if they're in scale. I, I like a lot of the newer books that you see now where it actually show the measurements and yeah. um, depth and different angles of a picture. Uh, yeah, it gives you, but it gives you a better appreciation when you see what looks like a tiny little mask in a book and you're like well i've only seen you know this picture of it being really tiny and then you get into the museum and then you see it it's like three feet tall <laughs> foot wide and you're like holy uh, but then i've also seen like boots uh they're in the looking both ways book uh, which is a famous well i actually have it in my office right now you can take a look at it but the boots i mean they look like full-size boots but when i saw them in person uh, they were so, they were baby boots. I mean, they were tiny, tiny little boots, and uh, so that was interesting too. In my mind, I thought, man, I want to put them on. Like, good <laughs> luck with that. And my big toe. That's about it. <laughs> well, the one that the ones that were the most interesting to me were, well, one like the paintings on the ceiling were crazy, like the Sistine Chapel or whatever. Called frescoes. Yeah, uh, those. But then, like the big marble sculptures. Oh, where yeah. people would be wearing like dresses or robes yeah. and they would figure out to like how to carve the marble to make it look like it had wrinkles in it or it's almost like translucent at some point. Mm -hmm. so, like, yeah. That stuff is crazy to me. And making it look really soft too. Yeah, like, they texture it like uh -huh. really well. Isn't that something? Making stone look soft. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, again, and again, if you don't, 
if you don't if you're not there you can't it's hard to appreciate it um, but yeah that's cool that's awesome yeah. hey look at that well you talked a lot about stuff with uh, dude but a dank podcast <laughs> all right this is about uh i've been listening to a lot of like short history ones and one of the ones i watched was uh about the Mona Lisa being stolen oh. and I think in the late 1800s and it's kind of what made it really famous throughout the world because um, before it wasn't really it was kind of a, it wasn't really a huge famous painting it was just something that people saw them walked past it wasn't as recognizable as it is today and an Italian uh, janitor he was an immigrant from Italy to France uh, he was there and he was working and he saw that the painting was there and he had like a huge sense of like pride for it and he was really upset that people weren't appreciating it as much as they should have so he stole it in the middle of the night he hid in the closet and stole it and it lived in his apartment on his like dinner table for two years until he wrote to an italian uh i think like a art curator or something like similar to that and said I have this here's my address here's my telephone number call me and you can come get it and we'll like exchange we can you Italy can have this again and so uh, he the person who got the letter told the Louvre and the janitor got arrested and taken back on trial to Italy and the judge was like, well, it was never stolen from Italy. It was a gift to Italy. So there's no, you're not taking it back. It, it was a gift. But since you have so much pride for your country, you've already been in jail for the court, like, I think it was like 15 months. So that's all the time you needed to serve. So you're good. Oh. Huh. Of course, that would happen today. I would be not only that, but I'm sure someone wouldn't be national pride. It would be, I want money, probably. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, or, or Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not even going to touch Bitcoin because I don't even know what that is. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, in, that's interesting that you and uh, Bennett had kind of on the same, same path. I mean, think about how many podcasts are out there. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Anything else you want to add? Marley, what did you listen to? I listened to a podcast about nursing school, and it was about once you get accepted to the program, you have to do a whole bunch of like immunizations and like drug testing, and if you don't uh, do it by the due date, then they'll put someone in your spot. Oh. Yeah, I imagine uh, they don't want a drug addict as a nurse, I suppose. <laughs> Dude. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, to be truthful, I don't know any what's required of a nurse in order to be, to even or just to be in the training, mm -hmm. like and even to get you started. They also talked about if you have piercings and tattoos, it can't be visible, and if it is and it's big, then you have to report it, and that could also get you kicked out of the program. Hmm. I wonder why, like hepatitis or... I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty standard rule for all businesses. Professionals. Mm -hmm. You can have tat as many tattoos as you want. They just got to be covered by your dress clothes or whatever. Because mm -hmm. I've had a bunch of nurses who, like, you know, 
give me a shot or whatever, and they roll up their sleeve, and then they have another sleeve of tattoos <laughs> all up and down. Like, what, what's that, uh, the Yakuza? Yeah. <laughs> Take off my shirt, I'm like, holy jeez, look at that. <laughs> Not an empty space. <laughs> uh, tattoos? Oh, yeah, I've, I've got a few. Piercings, obviously my ears. I got my ears pierced three times and they never heal. They always, like, uh, they, my earlobe closes around the ear. Oh, jeez, that's <laughs> good. You must have, like, Wolverine healing factor 12. <laughs> <laughs> or Deadpool. <laughs> uh, you know, again, uh, talking about piercings and tattoos, that's a very indigenous thing you know have you guys seen all the different tattoos of our people i've seen a lot of um a lot of the like women's face tattoos mm -hmm. and stuff librettes mm -hmm. that's a pretty common thing uh speaking of medical and uh, nursing and stuff but someone suggested the fact that uh with a really heavy librette in your front lip um it uh, adjusts your jaw and it if a lot of our native people's um, drainage duct for their ears are angled at a funny angle, and so they're more prone to ear infections and things. Hmm. So by getting a labret would draw your chin down, and it would adjust the angle of your drainage tube. Hmm. So it's like, huh, interesting. You know, uh, tattoos, I'm not sure if they had any kind of medicinal properties, but... Uh, uh, definitely, uh, I imagine it's for status or showing your family or maybe where you're from. I mean, it could be all kinds of information from just a facial tattoo. I have seen a lot of uh, young people, like up north especially, um, tattooing again on their chin, especially women. Hmm. Uh, but that's a, I mean, again, without actually understanding it, I mean, society today. Um, what's your first impression of when you see somebody with a facial tattoo? Like, what gang do you belong to? Huh? Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, you have, it's most people, you're not going to get a job at a bank if you have face tattoos. Or even for that matter, you're not going to be a nurse. Um, but for a lot of cultures, say, like the Maori, you know, with the Moku and um, well, our own native people and throughout Alaska or yeah, I mean, tattooing was just a normal, everyday thing on your face. So today, uh, not so much anymore, but um, well, hopefully with education and understanding and accepting of other cultures, it might become a, an accepted practice, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. no, no face tattoos here, I can see. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I didn't really listen to anything. I just, again... Uh, my thing I usually do is uh, I never get to watch the news anymore at home. Mm -hmm. First of all, because it's all usually depressing. <laughs> but not only that, I don't want my daughter, three-year-old daughter, watching the news. Because it's a lot of times the stories are like, what? You got to go to uh, Google like Happy News or something. Happy News. There's, I did that the other day. There's a few websites <laughs> called like, happynews.com or whatever. It's only happy stories. Like, you know. Six-month-old puppy rescued, or oh. whatever. You know. <laughs> oh man, that just made me happy even just talking like right? that. Right? Yeah, I'm like, man, that feels so much better. Uplifting stuff. I think one good story I saw was the first African American girl 
won the spelling bee. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. But the first, I mean. She also, she's also a Guinness World Book record of multiple basketball records of for, like dribbling the most balls at once and a bunch of. I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because she was at the ESPYS. Oh. They had her there. Yeah. What's that? The, like, yeah, sports. ESPN sports words. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. sports words. Oh, and then the one autistic uh, person uh, did a his first triathlon. Hmm. So he did what two and a half mile swim. Uh, did that Ironman? Ironman, yes, mm-hmm. Ironman. And did that the marathon, basically twenty six mile or twenty six point one mile um, run. And uh, but yeah, he put his mind to it and he did it. So it's like. Yeah, don't don't believe that you can't do it because I mean anybody I mean I can do it you can do it so that was pretty cool he won an SP award too for uh, achievement um, but yeah see that you know I like that kind of news that's always nice to see stuff like that but uh, this morning I tried to watch the news and it was all about the flooding in the northeast and fires in the west and you know extreme <laughs> temperatures in the south and then in LA, the sewer overflowed, and all the sewage Ooh. went into uh, the bay there. And you're, you know, can't swim in the ocean because of the sewage. It's just like, you know what, man? Oh, I'm sorry. Now I'm sharing that news on this podcast, and I'm making you all depressed. Let's go back to puppies and uh, yeah, happy news. And have you seen any other puppies got rescued anytime? Uh, <laughs> sure. Oh man! All right, let's. I guess we have to. Ha- I think from now on we need to end the podcast with one happy story, like some of the news people do. Uh, artwork painted by Picasso discovered in a closet in Maine after a half century. In wow, see that cool. <laughs> Back to art, man. That person is probably filthy rich now. <laughs> yeah, Pablo Picasso. You know, it's weird when you hear about certain artists like that, mm-hmm. and they like. Well, there were a lot, nearly, oh, well, not, not you guys, but maybe me, <laughs> alive in your your time. It's like, I thought, you know, he was gone a long, 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 long time ago. Like, no, that was only, when did Pablo Picasso pass away? No, it was, like, fairly recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I know, like, I, I know what you're saying, and you always think he was, like, some Like, 18-something, yeah. yeah. Like, no, no, it was, like, 1970. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's weird. Like, oh, really? That's crazy. I had no idea. Or... Then there are classic artists like Renoir and Monet, you know. Mm-hmm. But still, it's not like ancient. It's it's pretty well, not even ancient. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Modern history, I guess you would call that. Um, or was anything with like Einstein? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think Einstein was around with like Isaac Newton, or not? Maybe not <laughs> yeah. that far back, but like you know what I mean. Yeah. You think he's old, and he's just around in like mid nineteen hundreds. Oh yeah, no. it's weird. You see pictures of him in World War Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you read stories about him fleeing, you know, Germany to come to the United States because what the what was happening. Um, but yeah, that's it's all, it's all interesting. I think that's why it's important to uh, well, in the podcast you guys watched, um, I think it's well, like no, not only that, but like when we get stories from our elders about the tsunami, and, and again we. We forget it was 1964, so it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are people alive who who lived through that, who still alive. Yeah, yeah. My grandpa was yeah, my mom. helping people. Uh, he was like driving his boat, helping people get off a fog deck 
when that was going on because he was like almost my age somewhere around there yeah I mean these are great stories I think that might be an interesting thing to do um, again is you know we need to start interviewing our elders so that um, we can record the stories and then make sure we preserve them for future mm-hmm. future generations so if that's something we think about for our upcoming podcast maybe I'll have like a an elder moment mm-hmm. and uh, share that with our listeners so so at least see how many of us in the room one two three four five at least we have five listeners so <laughs> I'm not sure how many people subscribe maybe like my mom <laughs> I think your dad did maybe your mom she doesn't have Spotify oh really no I keep keep telling her to get it but she's set on Apple music oh uh, well maybe we should figure out how to get this on Apple yeah yeah although I'm sure we have to pay for that but yeah. probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right any last words before we sign off no. no all right remember people listening go to Google happy news <laughs> <laughs> And uh, look up puppies, okay? Yep. All right, have a good day. The Afognak Native Corporation is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of Afognak Native Corporation policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by the Afognak Native Corporation. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity that they represent. The views and opinions expressed by Afognak Native Corporation employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of Afognak Native Corporation or the board of directors. If you have any questions about the systemer, please contact podcast at afognak.com.